I like some sort of secret agent? It's a little more complicated than that. Once again, Popheads, it's been far too long. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the TomCast Popcast. My name is Tom. I appreciate you coming back and checking out this small, independent pop culture podcast. It's been a while since we've done one of these for the people. But here we are, and I want to mention our social media feeds so you can follow us over there, because they're still, they're still active. You know, maybe our podcast isn't coming out quite as frequently, but hey, we're still doing stuff on Instagram and Twitter. So follow along at TomCast Popcast on those two platforms. And you can still email the show too, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And I, as I said before, hey, make sure you're subscribed and you're liking the show because new episodes do pop up and I want to make sure you're getting those when they when, the, when it happens. Well, welcome aboard. We are here for a very special episode of the show. We are going to be dropping a little bit of a Moon Knight Primer episode to get you ready for the next upcoming Disney Plus series, the next installment of Disney on Disney. Oh my goodness. The next installment of Marvel. On Disney Plus will be Moon Knight, uh, a a a, uh, a a dark character, if you will, a uh, street level character, uh, something that we're not used to seeing a thought of. In in uh, let, let's put it this way, Marvel's going to be in a bit of a transition phase, I think, with this character. You know, we recently saw the incorporation of the old Netflix shows on Disney Plus. You know, they're they're bringing Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox back into the fold as Daredevil, a very street level, very violent character. Uh, and Moon Knight is is no exception to to the violence, and it's going to be interesting to see how Marvel and Disney reconcile all that and 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 stay true to the characters because Moon Knight has a lot going on to it, and that's what this primer is basically going to be existing for is it's going to give you all a little bit of, of information, provide a little background and some context into just who this guy is because I'm assuming most of us are going into the show with a bit of a blank slate. Uh, but Moon Knight is a fairly complicated, complex character, so we're going to talk about a lot of those things. I'm going to try my best to really distill it down into something uh, easy to, to palette because there there are it's, it's a very psychological story, uh, but it's got horror elements to it. It's a, well, let's, let's say supernatural elements to it. Uh, and, and again, just a lot of um, complexities and nuance. I, it, let's see... If they do that, if that transitions over into the show, Marvel and Disney and, and Oscar Isaac himself are, are promising uh, the first really serious character study since Iron Man with this show. And I, I, I'm very intrigued by the possibilities of that. Uh, so without further ado, I think we should dive into the character. Uh, and we're, we'll give you a little bit... Everything is going to be based in the comic book lore. And I will admit to not being the, the world's biggest Moon Knight expert, uh, particularly when it comes to some of the more recent stuff, like I am not current on the last couple of, of volumes that have come out in the last year or two. Uh, but the basics, I know. <laughs> and again, I'm going to try and distill that down for you to get you prepped for the show, to get you kind of understanding what you may be getting into with a series like this. And again, I'm really excited for the show. Moon Knight is a character that I do enjoy quite a bit. Um, 
and I'm very interested to see how he translates to to Disney Plus. So, you know what you got to do? You got to sit down, and buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. It's time for the Fist of Kanshu. I think it's fair to start with a little bit of Moon Knight's comic book history. Uh, this is a character that debuted back in 1975 in Marvel's what's known as the Bronze Age. Uh, this was a time in Marvel's publishing history where uh, the superhero stuff was was doing fine. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, you know, the, the big books were doing well. But a lot of uh, newer superhero stuff wasn't getting a lot of traction. The books that were working the best for Marvel at this time, two specific genres in particular, really stand out from the Bronze Era. As Kung Fu martial arts adventures and supernatural books. Tomb of Dracula... Uh, stuff like that were big time, and a, and a book that was coming out at the time that was that was fairly popular was Werewolf by Night, and I believe it's in issue thirty two that Moon Knight makes his debut as as a mercenary hired by a group called the Committee to uh, engage in battle against the Werewolf by Night, <laughs> and he, again he's a he's a mercenary he's for hire, and I don't want to talk too much about that because it's a, it's a little. We, Moon Knight is a character who has a lot of similarities to the Punisher in, in like their, from what he initially debuted as to what he would become. So let's just kind of get to the part where Moon Knight becomes Moon Knight because that's where it gets really, really interesting. I do want to mention that he was created by Doug Monick and Don Perlin, the artist, uh, but his definitive artist would actually be uh, Bill Ke- Bilson Kevich, who uh, just is a phenomenal uh, artist who brought a lot of flair and unique style to that book and to that character. Uh, so if you get a chance to kind of go through uh, the back catalog of Moon Knight's books from the 70s and early 80s, uh, you'll see a very distinctive art style with them. It's really, really unique. Uh, Doug Monick uh, is also a Batman writer. And so part of the idea with, with the creation of Moon Knight was to kind of have like, you know, Marvel doesn't have a version of Batman was sort of the thinking. Let's do a version of Batman, but let's make him, uh, you know, much more psychologically vulnerable. Than, than Batman normally is, you know, uh, with if it's like it's like Batman without the, without the mental fortitude, and um, you get you add a little sliver of that supernatural in there, and and we're going to talk a little bit about that too because there there is that element that is that is very prescient in in the character of Moon Knight that we will be talking about uh, very very soon. So let's kind of lay out the groundwork here. All right, Mark Spector is Moon Knight. Jake Lockley is Moon Knight. Stephen Grant is Moon Knight. Now, these were the initial three personas of Moon Knight. And initially, it was this, it's a, but it's all one person. That's the key element here. At the time, it was just known as multiple personality disorder. It is now disassociative identity disorder. And this is sort of like the, 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 psychological conceit of the character is that uh, he is kind of crazy because he's dealing with different identities in his mind. Now, this has changed a lot over time. 
initially this was all sort of like linked up to the phases of the moon and things like that. Uh, it's sort of become, it's it's sort of morphed in recent years as, um, how do I play this? How do I explain this? It sort of became a reaction that his mind had to create different personalities because of his supernatural abilities. So let's just kind of lay out the story here. Let's just kind of, let's go to the desert of Egypt. Mark Spector, a mercenary, a soldier for hire, gets into an armed conflict with, uh, with, with, a, with a rival of his. And I think that's been a bit reconned. I think at one point they were part of a team together, but I think it's been changed over the years. Uh, Raul Bushman. And, and Bushman ambushes Mark Spector, guns him down in the desert of Egypt outside of the Valley of the Kings. And a dying Mark Spector is able to crawl his way to, to a temple for the Egyptian moon god, Khonshu. And that is where he dies. But in death, as his spirit leaves his body, Khonshu visits upon him and, and resurrects him in return for being a priest of Khonshu, basically, of, for, for bringing and doing Khonshu's deeds on earth. It is this that sort of brings him back to life, brings the Moon Knight into, into being, all right? Khonshu is said to have four aspects, the Pathfinder, the Embracer, Defender, and the Watcher of Overnight Travelers. So these four aspects are sort of, they're sort of part of, of, of uh, Mark Spector's brain landscape now at this point. Uh, because As a way of sort of dealing with the mental damage of being a mystically linked to a moon god. <laughs> so, are you with me so far? <laughs> so, yeah, he has some real problems. Uh, like I said, they, they've changed a lot of this and, and, and kind of keep tweaking this as, as more as like information about, about disassociative disorders are, are, are become known to the people. But basically, uh, Kanshu has, has gifted Mark, and we'll just call him Mark at this point because it's just going to be a little bit easier uh, with with a sliver of, of his powers, so that's the supernatural element. And again, he has a a, a link and a constant presence in his mind. And various volumes of the comic book have had Kanshu be a uh, a sort of um, um, invisible friend or invisible antagonist, even to Mark Spector, who's sort of is is privy to these conversations he's having, and he sort of is doing like an MST three K uh, mocking of of the situations that that Mark Spector often finds himself in. Uh, there's actually, how do I bring this one up? <laughs> but Khonshu's going to be part of this show. I, I suspect if, if you've watched the trailers, if you've watched some of the clips, you'll see the the um, the deity with the giant skull head. That is Khonshu. Mark Spector is the fist of Khonshu. They are in a partnership with each other. The television series seems to be going for a different angle where uh, the Stephen Grant persona is unaware of Mark Spector, of, unaware of Khonshu, and is sort of our point of entry character for discovery, our point of entry personality for discovering the origins of Moon Knight and everything going on in in the cinematic version of the character. Um, it's a little bit different in the comic books because each of these characters has a different uniqueness about them. Like the Stephen Grant character is actually the millionaire playboy who has built a business empire that funds Moon Knight's operations in his vigilante career. The Jake Lockley character is a cab driver who basically is like the man on the street who can get like the inside information of what's going down with the criminals of the underworld. And then the Stephen Grant is again sort of like the mercenary character, but he's also probably the most closely closely linked to Moon Knight. The argument there's always been a big argument about if Moon Knight is 
Mark's alter ego or the alter ego of any, any of these characters, or if Moon Knight is his own distinct personality as well. And I think that just depends on the person who's writing the comic at the time. I suspect we'll get something different out of the TV series as well. So, so you know, again, keep everything kind of in your head, but, you know, don't have any expectations. That, that's one of my favorite sayings when we're going into these, these, these new iterations of the characters is don't have any expectations. Don't get yourself worked up or too hooked onto one idea of what you think you know is going to happen here. There's another element to Moon Knight that we have seen in the trailers, we've seen in the promotional materials, a fairly recent addition to the mental landscape of, of Mark Spector, and that is the Mr. Knight character. Uh, Mr. Knight is the one that we've seen who wears the suit, the all-white suit. He has the little pullover mask with a little crescent moon on it. Uh, just, he's just very snazzy looking, white gloves, the whole, the whole thing. Mr. Knight's sort of like a public persona of... Moon Knight, he, de- he deals with the police, he takes the request from people for, for help, and then that's when Moon Knight sort of springs into action. Whether it's as Mr. Knight, we see quite a bit, because Mr. Knight is also, like Moon Knight, imbued with the powers. So, again, a lot to sort of process here, right? You're sort of wondering, like, what the heck? What am I getting myself into here? And the answer's a lot. But I think this show may have a way of, of unfolding this mystery of Moon Knight, of Mark Spector, of Stephen Grant, in a way that's going to be a lot more digestible than me giving you like this this sort of like big info dump. Um, at least that's what I hope will happen because it, it would be really fun to have it happen in a very easy going manner. Uh, the Mister Knight persona was actually introduced. Oh gosh, like what 2012, 2013, something like that, by by writer Warren Ellis, who maybe some of you are familiar with. If you're a comic book person, you may know Warren Ellis and how he brought the Mister Knight persona into this. Uh, there's some really cool stuff about Moon Knight in general that I do want to make sure that you all know as an audience. Again, I've, I've mentioned before his propensity for violence. Again, he he's supernaturally powered, but he's not he's not like a Superman. You know, he's 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 got some extra superhuman strength, speed, durability, um, and at one point he even had like like lunar based powers. I think they've gotten away gone away with those or, or gotten rid of those. Uh, where like he was actually more powerful under a full moon. Uh, we'll see what happens on the show if, if that's going to translate. But he's 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 stronger than the average bear, but not so much so that he's not he's not like Superman, all right? Again, he's a ground level character. They 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 just want to give him the, the edge, right? But he has a, a distinct propensity for violence. We've seen hints of that in the materials for the show as well. I'm waiting to see how far they're willing to go. Because in Moon Knight's publishing history, in his, in, there's a dark moment in Moon Knight's life, uh, one that left some psychological scarring on him, uh, is, is in, in a moment of desperation when, against Bushman, the guy who killed him. Uh, let's just say he cuts his face off. <laughs> and uh, it does a number on his psyche as well as things. But again, this is a character known for brutalizing others. And he's also a character who, uh, it has been said, has never met a fist he won't take punch in the face with. Won't let him punch him in the face. Something like that. He takes a lot of damage. Uh, he's not the kind of fighter like Captain America or Daredevil or any of these other ones. He takes a lot of damage in his in his in his battles with people. And again, being imbued with the with the sliver of the power of a moon god allows him to do that. But again, it doesn't make him uh, uh, <laughs> not a martial artist, not super cunning when it comes to that. He does have a history of, of a boxer, of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a physical combatant, 
which which lends to his, some of his fighting skills. But yeah, he's not good at evading things. Uh, you, you can find pictures of him getting shot, pictures of him with arrows all over his body, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so at one point, they even considered him something of a of a of a sadist, uh, you know, in some of his darker psychological moments in the comic books. Again, I don't know how dark they're going to go with this show. And that's so, so that sort of remains to be seen how much of this we're going to explore with the character. But there have been some really darker psychological explorations of the character, uh, particularly in the mid-2000s with the uh, Charlie Houston run on the book. Uh, but when Warren Ellis came on uh, back in, like, like I said, 2012, 2013, 14, something like that, it became it, they they kept those psychological stuff, but they started shifting it away from the dark, gritty stuff, and kind of showed how a character like this can function in a in a Marvel comic book universe and actually be somewhat more productive. Uh, one of the elements to the Moon Knight character that I, I want to mention to you again, I love his nickname, the Fist of Khonshu, one of my favorite nicknames in comic books. But the other thing that that I like to say about Moon Knight is, that's in the comic books as well is that Moon Knight. Uh, you know, when Ashley's like, why does this guy wear all white? You know, don't you want to like hide in the shadows so people will, you know, don't know you're there and then like you get the element of surprise. And Moon Knight, again, this says a lot about his psychology as, as, as a vigilante is, no, I want them to see me coming. And I think that says a lot about the character. And, and again, he likes it when the blood's all over him. He wants the criminals to feel the fear in a very visceral way. Uh, different from Batman in that regard. You know, Batman uses the shadows. He is the shadows. Moon Knight is not. He is the light. He is the light of the moon. And I think it's a really important element to to make sure that we understand about the character. And again, I want to mention those those different personas of of Kanshu because I think again I want to I want to emphasize how important they are. Um, Particularly, and again, it may have more to do with the comic books, because each time they do a new volume of, of the comic, uh, there's always something more to explore, right? So sometimes these new volumes will focus on more elements than what we've gotten before, particularly like this one as uh, the Watcher of Overnight Travelers. That's a really interesting aspect, which is why Moon Knight is you know, operates at nighttime, right? He is the protector of, of these overnight travelers. And it's a really interesting element to play with. Uh, again, in the, they mentioned him as the Defender. Well, what superhero team was Mark Spector on at one point? The Defenders. So these are sort of like the things that we should keep in mind as, as we get to know the character on this show. And in case I wasn't clear enough, though, that watcher of the overnight travelers aspect of Khonshu, that is Moon Knight. <laughs> in essence um, but again it's it's sort of unclear uh, which personalities are linked to which ones necessarily um, what do we know about the show so far well Stephen Grant's obviously going to be very very different uh, you know we, what we've seen from our, from the trailer is that he works at a gift shop at the museum that looks like it has Egyptian artifacts in it which is probably what starts triggering uh, some of his disassociative dis identity disorder issues uh, he's unaware of the other aspects of his personality, um, or the other personalities within him. Uh, he's completely unaware of, of Kanshu and, and the world at large. So again, we're going to be getting... But he's our point of view character. So we're following Stephen Grant. Again, I mentioned before that he was like the billionaire playboy character who funds and operates, uh, covers all of Moon Knight's operating expenses. So they've obviously changed that aspect of it. 
I'm curious how many other elements of the personality we're going to get. Again, we've seen Moon Knight in the in the in the costume with the crescent moon cape. Uh, they've changed the the costume a little bit to kind of reflect more of an Egyptian look, I think, with the, sort of like the wrap, the way the costume is sort of wrapped like a mummy in a sense. But the cowl is there, the, you know, the hooded look and the and the the cool cape. I think it looks great. He has the crescent moon blades. Looks fantastic. We also know the Mr. Knight persona is going to be in the show as well. Again, decked out in that white suit with the white gloves, the hood, simple pullover mask with the crescent on the head. So that looks great. We don't know if the Jake Lockley persona is going to show up. But again, like in the comic book, sometimes these personas go away because the writer wants to focus on something else. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they balance this all out. And then obviously the question will become, are they going to make Kanshu? How real is Kanshu going to be? Because again, some writers have sort of downplayed Kanshu as a part of a figment of, of Mark's imagination and that he's just literally crazy. And then other our writers are, are no more about more on the nose about like, no no no. Kanshu is a real deity. He exists in the Overvoid. Uh, he communicates with Mark Spector, you know, in a telepathic sort of way, and he has imbued him with his powers. And they lean into that. So I, I want to know what aspect we're going to get for this show. But I'm very intrigued by what we've gotten so far. Um, and I don't know I don't know what else to say about the show because we don't know much about it. The Ethan Hawke character, uh, the, the the character that Ethan, Ethan Hawke is playing is from the comic books. Though in my time reading Moon Knight, uh, that character has been in the comic books and he's been a, a sort of ally of, of Moon Knight's at, at various points. Uh, he may not always be uh, the most upfront with, with Mark Spector or Jake Lockley or Stephen Grant, um, but he's been a sometime ally. So... I don't know if this character's turn to uh, villainy is something in, in more recent comic books or is a part of his history that I'm forgetting or neglecting to know. Uh, but I am currently reading a bunch of Moon Knight books that, to kind of fill in my memory gaps. And uh, maybe I'll have a better answer for you all when the show debuts. Uh, that being said, really excited for the show, really excited and pumped up for it. I am not yet committed to the idea of doing uh, weekly breakdowns for all six episodes of the show. Uh, I think that'll have to be a decision I make Wednesday after I watch the episode. <laughs> if I'm compelled enough to, to uh, get in front of the microphone and break it down uh, weekly. At the very, very least, though, there will be an, a season recap after the, after the final six episodes uh, play out. And uh, part of me thinks that may be the better way to do it because I think this show's going to play out as a bit of a mystery uh, as, because as our Stephen Grant character is learning about his disassociative identity disorder, and he's learning about Kanshu and Moon Knight and whatever Harrow's plan is going to be. That's the character played by, by Ethan Hawke. Uh, it, it may just be better to look at the whole at the, the, the show as a whole instead of doing a weekly thing. Now, again, I reserve the right to go back and change my mind on all of these things. <laughs> because if, I, if, I, if the show just impresses me the way that, that uh, like, I, um, let's put it this way. I think you all know my, I, I don't. I don't think I initially had planned on really doing a weekly Hawkeye show, but I was so enamored with that show so quickly that I, I felt compelled to do the same to do it. We'll see if that happens with Moon Knight. Again, it's a character I'm very intrigued by. I, I, I can't profess to have the deep-rooted love for Moon Knight that I do for other characters like Spider-Man and Daredevil and things like that. But he is a character I have found to be fascinating over the years, and I've enjoyed reading his comic books for the last. I don't know. Gosh, I guess it's almost 20 years now. So. I'm, I'm, I want to see what they're going to do here. I, I think Oscar Isaac's going to bring a lot of, of 
uh, fun to the role. I hope he gets to perform in a way that he couldn't do in Star Wars. I'm excited he's going to be part of the Marvel uh, Marvel Universe. And that we're getting Moon Knight, a character that at one point was it was earmarked for a show back in, I think, 2009. I think back when, when Marvel had their deal with Hulu going on. Uh, but that, that kind of got quietly buried. And, and I think I think Kevin Feige always sort of had plans for Moon Knight down the road. So once he was able to kind of get the power over the Marvel TV division uh, and squash that from happening, I think it's sort of the same thing that happened with Ghost Rider, another supernatural character that I think Feige had plans for the supernatural later. So he wanted to ki- he wanted to kind of quietly kill these shows before they got going on Hulu and, and people got to see other iterations that he didn't want them to see. So... I mean, let's see if that holds true. You know, we, we, we know we're getting Blade uh, to be the big screen introduction of, of that character and vampires for the MCU. You know, we're getting plenty. I think we're going to get plenty of supernatural stuff in the new Doctor Strange movie. Obviously, we've got the Moon Knight show coming on even before that, that hits. So I think we're going to get to see a, a very different aspect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward. Uh, and, and between this show, uh, Doctor Strange, and, and, the, and the eventual arrival of Blade... Uh, we're going to get to see a very different version of the MCU now that our primary heroes, the primary Avengers, the the the, I don't I don't want to say like they're like the you know the triumvirate or something, but you know Iron Man and and Cap are gone. Uh, there'll be a new Thor, but we may be transitioning to a Jane Foster Thor. Like maybe Hemsworth is is going to be putting down the hammer, and when we're going to get a new new uh, new Thor going on, let's see what happens with that. We're going to find out about that this summer. So. The, the, the landscape of the MCU is changing quite a bit, and these Disney Plus shows are doing a lot of the heavy lifting right now to set up and establish a lot of those elements that we're going to see on the big screen. And uh, again, I'm really, really excited about that. Getting our first look at a really... Uh, well, again, Hawkeye was pretty street level, but Moon Knight is such a very different vigilante than what we've seen before in the MCU. I'm very excited by what this this means moving forward, and uh, I hope I have provided a decent amount of information that wasn't completely overwhelming or confusing, so that you have a better idea of who Moon Knight is as we get ready for this new show coming on, gosh, next Wednesday. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. You cannot wait. And I don't know what else to say about that, because this is what we're here for. So I'm going to close up shop right now. And again, let's talk again in, in a week or two, maybe maybe six weeks. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But watch Moon Knight. Get excited. It's a new aspect of the MCU that, that we should be excited for. And it's going to be awesome. The Fist of Khonshu is coming to live action. And we couldn't, I, I couldn't be more happy. All right. All right, hey, Popheads. I will talk to you all later. You know what that means. Ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah! Great story, compelling and rich.